Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, we're so happy that each one of you decided to tune in to us, uh, whether on podcast or on video. Uh, my name is Justin, and you're on Inverse. And in the studio, we have Israel. You want to say hi, Israel? Hello. Yeah, we got some FaceTime to Israel. And we got Jonathan and Siku <laughs> and on the other Hello. side of the table. It makes it sound like a debate. We're not really on a debate. <laughs> we're here in a Bible study discussion show, and we're looking at the three angels' messages. I want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org, where you can download uh, this topical arc on the three cosmic messages. We're looking at Revelation 14, and Revelation 14 is in the middle of the last book of the Bible, Revelation. It's the apex and we're looking at different aspects, and we are currently in the second angel, second angel. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, or if you're wondering, what about the first angel? You want to go to hopetv.org slash inverse, and you want to backwatch all those episodes on the first angel. Uh, Siku, you want to kind of give us a glimpse on, uh, really brief on what the, what, the, what the first angel, some of the aspects were of the first angel? Okay, um, first angel was talking about fearing God. Mm -hmm. Um, and giving glory to Him. Mm -hmm. So it's about seeing God for who He is mm -hmm. and as a result of seeing Him reflecting who He is um, and in the context of judgment because the hour of His judgment is come. So mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a time element to it uh, which gives a significance to the mission, uh, the task mm -hmm. of um, seeing God as Creator and then worshiping Him in that context. Yeah, very cool, very cool. And we're going to go to the second angel, and let's read from the text, but before we do so, um, this, this, this is a heavy topic. There's just a lot of cool stuff in Scripture when asked for the Holy Spirit to bless us. So, Jonathan, can you, can you ask for the Lord's blessing? Let's pray. Father, we thank You. Uh, you are so good to us, and You have blessed us with the Word of God, and we get to study it, understand it deeper. But we know that we need Your Holy Spirit to understand, uh, to get clear clarity on some of these symbolic things and sometimes difficult to understand passages. But I pray that today as we dive into the Word that um, you will illuminate our minds and everyone who's watching, listening, that we all will be uh, on this journey of understanding your Word better together. We thank you, Lord, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So let's go to Revelation 14, Revelation 14 and <coughs> verse 8. Let's actually read what the second angel says. Mm. Revelation 14, 8. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Okay, so the first angel is, I don't know if it's positive, but it is more, um, what's the right word? It, it is it is uh, revivalistic in nature. Uplifting. It's, it's uplifting. Yeah. It's like, hey, go back to God. Like, hey, give God the glory. And, and, and and then, and then the second angel is a little bit more on the like, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And in my mind, it just has that tone, you know, like that, that prophetic, like, you know, homeless guy who has like the, the, the big know, sign, the big sign. And that's not what the, the Bible text is going for, but that's just what's in my mind. But Babylon is fallen, is fallen. What is Babylon? Mm. Uh, when we're going to read from chapter 17, because chapter 17 is pretty much dedicated to this Babylon, the judgment of Babylon. God is pretty harsh with um, with Babylon, and we'll see later, rightfully so, that He should be. Um, but give us, uh, Israel, give us a little background on what Babylon is. We can talk about that for, for the rest of us as well. 
When we think about Babylon, it reminds us back all the way to the Old Testament. Mm. It reminds us, first of all, of the Tower of Babel, mm -hmm. right? Which Babylon, essentially, Babel simply means confusion. Mm -hmm. And throughout, um, throughout Scripture, when we reference Babylon, or when, when Babylon is referenced, is normally talking about the state of confusion, specifically here, speaking about confusion of religion, mm -hmm. right? Confusing religious thought. Uh, in, in for the purpose of steering people away from the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some clarity that's needed. So, uh, and I love that you brought up confusion. There are some religions out there that straight up say, uh, we believe in salvation by works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have no confusion on that whatsoever. We are clearly, you do step one, step two, pay $10,000 for step three, and then you know you walk up the stairs for step four, and then you eat this, step five, and you've reached something. And it's, it's salvation by works. Mm -hmm. There is another category right in the middle where it mixes, and there's, there's, we don't know where the lines are. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. If we can just give more historical context yep, as well, sure. so like the Tower of Babel, the whole story there was that the people, uh, a short time after the flood, you know, humans uh, were saying, you know, we don't want to be caught by a flood again. These were people who were not faithful to God, mm -hmm. who didn't really trust in Him and His grace and, and help. And so they said, hey, we're going to build this tower. And so they built this tower uh, in defiance to God, you know. Uh, and then in response to that, God came down and confused the language. Well, there was only mm -hmm. one language. Mm -hmm. He confused the languages from which we believe, you know, all the languages then, you know, kind of developed from that point on. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where this idea of confusion is coming from. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, later on, Babylon was a, you know, a historical uh, world empire. Mm -hmm. And we have City stories mm -hmm. in, in the Old Testament that, you know, take place in Babylon, the story of Daniel, of course. Um, and others, and so it was. Uh, those are the two historical anchors, and it's important that we kind of log into our mind, into the back of our mind, these stories and some of the principles that came about from these stories, because they they are now being used as a symbol in, Re in the Book of Revelation. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Siku. Oh, no? I have nothing to add. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Thank you for that. For, for that. Uh, that extra. Uh, piece of information. Uh, let's go to 17 of Revelation, and we look at some a little bit more more context of of the, the of, symbolic, of the symbolic mm -hmm. component. Let's go to chapter 17. If something that Jonathan said kind of sparked me as we go for it. as we get there, something also when when we talk about the historical city of mm -hmm. of of uh, Babylon, what reminded me is the story of of Nebuchadnezzar and the the faithful Hebrew boys, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's also an element of worship there. And there's a union, false worship. a false worship, yeah. right? He, you know, he builds this uh, golden image, and he tells everyone to bow down and worship it. And if they don't, they will be killed. And so you have this element of the union of uh, uh, a king introducing or leading out in mm -hmm. uh, worship. And so I think that there's uh, there's there's elements of that that kind mm -hmm. of historically point also prophetically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Let's go to chapter 17, verses uh, 1 uh, to 6. And Israel, if you don't mind reading for Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bulls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. 
So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication, and on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Um, okay, there's so much in here. Man, I, wanna know, I don't know where to, I'm just I'm jumping in the verse two and then verse five. Um, but I'll, I'll ask you, what are some things that you guys see in this passage? Mm -hmm. um, we have a woman, yes. right? Yes. And um, that, if, if you've been, if you like read through the book of Revelation, like automatically you think of the other woman in Revelation chapter 12. Mm -hmm. And so first thing that, that you know, would catch my attention is there's this contrast between two different types of women mm -hmm. in Revelation chapter 12 and in, in Revelation chapter 17. Mm -hmm. And we know in the Bible prophecy that women point to churches. Mm -hmm. yes. So we see a, in Revelation 12 a pure, pure woman, pure church in the wilderness uh, that's being persecuted. Uh, and then here we see a impure woman, mm -hmm. a wo woman, uh, uh, an impure church. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, as I was alluding to, that, that she, this is where we see that it looks like a church, it looks like God's church, but it's not. The internal is not. There's some other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this in the verse, chapter 17 is a judgment on this particular uh, entity. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And it's very, 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 very harsh uh, uh, and, comments. And, and just to say too that um, I think this is this is something that gives credibility to God's Word yes. and to that it's God speaking because most of the times, you know, we try to hide our, our um, dirty laundry, so to speak. Mm. But this is God calling out mm -hmm. the church, mm -hmm. you know. He's saying like there's, there's, there are those who profess to be His followers who are, you know, pure of heart, you know, and, and then He's like there's His church, right? Mm -hmm. There's a church that has um, adulterated, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so Good just... Word. Yeah, I think that it's it's beautiful to see how God is, you know, He is putting Himself out there really mm -hmm. by calling out His church, you mm -hmm. know, calling out those who are supposed to be His church um, for the wickedness that they're yeah. um, committing. Mm -hmm. A couple of things that I notice here is uh, in verse 1, um, it says, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. Mm -hmm. Waters represents in the book of Revelation a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it continues from verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So we see here this, uh, this impure woman, this impure church system um, is connected to the people of the world. It's connected to the leaders of the world and it has influence on a lot of people. So, it, and, and in fact, the influence it is it, it has um, has led to it, the Bible calls it here intoxication. You know, mm -hmm. um, this is uh, I mean, if you're intoxicated, you cannot think clearly. You're confused. Uh, you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. um, but an intoxicated person might not actually, you know, agree that that's true. They might be like, oh, I'm just doing my thing. Mm -hmm. But so we see here that this this woman has influence, or this this church system has an influence that can, that is leading people into a state of confusion, uh, not having clarity on on what is right and wrong, and it's not just a localized thing. It's a you know, 
I guess, a universal, like, so is that? Covers many people. Yeah, it covers many people. It seems like the whole world is is somehow connected mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. There's two so, things. You know, just to really yeah. clarify, there's a, there's a religious component, yep. there's a global component, mm -hmm. there's a political. political component, okay, yep. Yeah, and that, that's what I was going to okay. say. It says here that there's two things that are happening. Number one is she's committing, it says, she's committing fornication with the kings of the earth, yes. right? She's going to bed with the kings of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is that she's making the people drunk with her wine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so there's an element here of the fact that there is, uh, she's a church, she's a religious organization, and she is committing fornication with kings of the earth. The kings of the earth are talking about state powers, right? There's an mm -hmm. element of the union between a church and a state. Why is this considered fornication? Mm -hmm. it's, it's never been part of God's plan for his church to be integrated into the state, right? The, I mean, the whole purpose of, 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 um, of religion, it's supposed to be to transform a person from the inside out, right? And so when you legislate, uh, when you legislate religious morality, what is happening is that you're beginning to combine two, two things that were never meant to be together. Mm -hmm. God's whole point is this, and, and, and he said it, Jesus said over and over again, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was of this world, I would have fought for it, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, my kingdom is separate. It's not like, and when he gives the parables, he says, it's not like um, something forceful. Mm -hmm. It's not like a, a, a political system that exists in my time, Jesus mm -hmm. is saying. It's more like a seed, something that takes place subtly in the heart of a person. And so religion should make moral people, mm -hmm. right? But the power that, that governs an individual who is committed to Christ is very different from the kind of power that mm. states know how to use. And so because of this, because of this union, trying to legislate spiritual morality, mm -hmm. God calls this kind of thing fornication, fornication or adultery. Mm -hmm. And what this does is that it drunkens the people. Mm -hmm. If I can talk to the drunken part, uh, you know, it says here, she made her drunk with the wine of her fornication. Uh, this is, uh, um, you know, wine starts as grape juice that then ferments. Fermentation means things are breaking down, changing. Uh, so this church has taken truth and has broken it down and changed things uh, to, so to where it has become this tool to work with state governments uh, and, you know, and, and, and just with falsehoods in order to keep control uh, over people. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just a, a toxic, satanic mm -hmm. um, uh, method of leading people astray at the end of the day. Now, the sad part is that there will be people, the people who are involved in this system who mean well, they don't know better, sure. you know. Uh, church leaders and religious leaders, they, they mean well, they, they might not realize that they are engaged sure. in this, uh, but Satan is using this system, this Babylon system, to confuse the world in these last days especially, sure. because he knows his time is short and um, he wants to lead as many astray. He doesn't want people to be part of the pure the pure. Like world. how many people have you talked to that, that uh, you know, on the, on the airplanes that you sit and, and, and they ask, they ask me, like, what do you do? And I'm, oh, I'm a pastor. And then you get that, like, oh, <laughs> you know, this, like, rolling of eyes. And we have our conversation and we get to that point where, like, don't you know what the church has done? Mm -hmm. You know, the church is responsible for, you know, World War One and Two and what, what the church knew and what the church didn't do. And, the, mm -hmm. and then the scandals and the sexual scandals and all this, whatever, whatever, whatever. There, it, if, if, a, if a regular 
a regular human being, if, mm -hmm. if, a, if a... Unbeliever. An unbeliever, if I can use that word, knows that much that's happening within... Mm -hmm. uh, in the name of Christianity. In the name of Christianity. How much more God? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And it's just cool. I mean, when, whenever I hear those conversations, I'm like, wow, this is opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, no, God, God already knows. God actually saw it, uh, foreshadowed it, it happening in history yes. and, and it's in the, in the prophecy uh, of Revelation. And then they say, well, why doesn't God do anything about it? And the cool thing is in verse 1, 17 verse 1, mm -hmm. uh, come and I'll show you the judgment of the mm -hmm. great harlot. So there will be a judgment yes. uh, upon this, uh, this travesty, this, this satanic mixture of what you, what you talked about. But right, it's not now. The, the, the full fruit of this all has to come to, to, mm. to, to fruition. And then they see it in verse 6 uh, mm -hmm. is when it comes mm -hmm. to full fruition. In verse 6, the Bible says, I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Wow. And when I saw her, I marveled in great amazement. So this will get, just intensify, 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 intensify until it gets to a point where there are God's people in those systems. There's mm -hmm. God's people out of those systems. We don't know where God's people are, but they're everywhere. And But this entity will start persecuting these people. And that's when it gets into Mark of the Beast time. It gets into Babylon time. It gets right. into, you know, Revelation is now turned on into its full volume. Yes. Not We're not there yet, mm -hmm. but we're getting to that point. Yeah. Siku and then Israel. Okay. I was going to say, I, I, it's interesting that this is, you know, we're talking about a church, right? Because um, this the woman. Yes. Um, and in verse 6, uh, I, I was going to remark that too, that the woman is drunk with the blood of the saints. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of... Um, She's making people drunk, and she's drunk herself. Yeah, she's, yeah, but but what she's drunk with the blood of the saints, yeah. you know, and it's kind of jarring because yeah. this is the church, but the church is persecuting the saints, right. you know, right. um, and that's that that's what I find jarring about it. That uh, but it takes me back to even Jesus' day, mm. that Jesus in his day was interacting with the religious leaders of the day who mm. had the truths that God had committed to humanity that were for the world, mm. and they are the very ones who, you know, led out in this movement to put him on a cross, you know, and it seems that those who, those who are acquainted somewhat with truth but reject it and, and, and you know, I guess uh, ferment it, so to speak, because it's not about wine, mm -hmm. um, become the, the, the most vitriolic against those who want to be true to what God says in his word. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a painful reality, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Israel. Yeah. You know, in in um in scripture, over and over and over again, it talks about a couple of things, and that is th that that relate to this. One of them is who the devil is, and then another one is who the devil uses to persecute God's people. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember as a little boy, thinking to myself, "Man, God is so unfair." Like, I I would read the or listen to the story of Lucifer becoming Satan. And I would feel sorry for the devil, right? Like, I mean, the guy, you know, he made a mistake. He was proud. I mean, if, if, and I would ask my parents, if the devil ever repents, mm. would God forgive the devil? Mm. And the answer I was, God was like, no, you know, his time has passed. And I would think to myself, that's, that's so fair. sad that his time has passed. Like, if his time has passed, I mean, what kind of hope then do I have? Like, mm -hmm. what if he makes my time pass and I didn't have the opportunity, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I would think about these things. And, and the reason why society, in my mind, one of the reasons why society or the world continues to go as it is, is because God is giving us the opportunity to see 
that Satan will never change, mm. you know? And, it, and it, it isn't until now as an adult when I see over and over and over the difficulties that I go through in life as Satan attacks me that I see, you know, even when I am at my lowest, the devil does not have compassion on me, mm -hmm. right? There's no ounce of compassion in this person, in this being. Likewise, one of the reasons why God allows prophecy to fulfill itself, why he judges Babylon, but even judges Babylon at a specific time in history, is to allow people to see that Babylon does not change. Mm. The system that it once was will continue to be the same at its core. And so there comes a time when we think about Babylon, this woman, this church, and we think it has changed. You know, it used to persecute the, the saints, mm -hmm. but now it's in a different reality, right? We live in a different time. Now it has grown. It has learned from it, its mistakes. It has admitted its mistakes. But here what it says is no, 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 mm. no, no. Babylon does not change. What happens is people's perception of Babylon changes and it changes because of the intoxicating doctrine that it gives that is mixed mm. with truth and error and its fornication with kings. And so I think this is something critical that the Bible teaches in prophecy, that it allows time to pass to show that given all the time in the world, Babylon would not change. Mm. Yeah, That's yeah the, the language all here is, is just is getting intensifying to the yeah. whole world, all the kings of the earth, you know, all the world will wonder, and she's getting larger and larger and larger and larger, and the, the, the appeal, or not the appeal, the, um, the sentiment is, I mean, why is God mentioning all this? Yeah, for warning, for one thing, for sure, but he does say, and, and this is where, this is the context for the second angel's message, mm -hmm. right? So let's read it one more time. In the second, in Revelation 14, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. Verse eight. eight. Verse eight. Mm -hmm. Babylon, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And I think that, 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 that declaration is, 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 a, is a sentiment of hope that mm -hmm. seeing when this entity is going to get larger and larger and larger and larger, don't worry because it will fall, mm -hmm. that great city. And it's repeated again in chapter 18, chapter 18, mm. verse uh, 2. Then mm -hmm. he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a cage for every fowl. So just like how old Babylon fell, mm -hmm. uh, we are ensured that this spiritual Babylon will fall also. So back in ancient Babylon, when, mm -hmm. the, when, when they fell, it was to give them hope that, hey, when Babylon falls, there's going to be a new kingdom that arises and it's going to take the, the good people out. So just hang on there until Babylon falls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Similar motif today that, hey, Babylon's going to bigger, 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 but that's okay. Uh, hang, on the, hang on until Babylon falls. And then we see, what was it, verse 4? Mm -hmm. And then it's, I heard another, 18 verse 4. I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest mm -hmm. you receive her plagues. Which gives us, I, mean, I want to bring the conversation to mm -hmm. those who believe in the three angels' messages, those who espouse, live by, uh, embody, love, do a TV show, and a podcast on. Um, how do we make the second angel's messages, how do we activate it, and what's our role and responsibility in the second angel's message? Secret. Um, I guess maybe. Uh, You're gonna answer a different yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'll answer okay. But it might be a bit of a preamble to it. But um, I think verse four is yep. one one of the verses that I was thinking about, where it says, "Come out of her, my people." Mm -hmm. yep. That highlights the fact that we're talking about a system, right? Yes. And within the system, God says that I have my people who yes. are in that system. Yes. Um, so that 
allegiance to God, you know, a, a heart that is pure towards God, that has a, a desire to obey and follow whatever truths are revealed, there may be people who are in that system who have not yet seen the truths yes. that they would follow if they knew, right? Mm -hmm. And God knows everybody's hearts. We can't read hearts. Um, and so God is saying that I have my people who are currently, you know, embroiled in the system. But then he says, come out of her, my mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And this goes to your, your question. Um, if God has revealed, you know, what that system is and that, that it's, it's a fallen system, yeah. like there's no way that you will make it if you stay in that system, then it behooves the individual who has seen that truth to, to call yes. God's other children, as we are all God's children, to come out of that system and to show them that this is a fallen system and God wants you to come out yeah. of it. And realizing, I think, on top of that, that it's not me calling people, it's God calling yes. people to That's come right. out of that system. That's right. Because if they don't come out, they, they will be lost because right. the system is falling. That's right. Uh, I wanted to reiter reiterate what yeah. Siku is saying here because uh, this idea of, okay, there's the pure church and there's the fallen church can easily make you think, well, if I'm in the pure church, I cannot associate with, with, with others. We are, we have to stay for ourselves. But that's exactly the, the, the mistake that ancient Israel did. They, they started to just protect themselves against everyone else and miss the whole purpose that they should be the light to the world. Mm -hmm. And so we can, there is God's people in Babylon. We are called to associate. We don't have to um, participate in, you know, if you want to use this language, fornication of, you know, and the rhino raft and all these things. But we can, we can, we can be friends. We can call them out gently, kindly, and eventually loudly <laughs> mm -hmm. um, into the truth by sharing with them at the appropriate time, by living to them the truth and the three angels' messages. Uh, so really the second angel message is a call for those who, who are out of Babylon to, to help people in Babylon to see the truth. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, envisioning like an underground railroad yeah. system, you know, and like, and, and, and what you said is so important, just I think because, and I, we can, can use the word we, mm -hmm. because we are the pure church, in its purity, we should go help. I mean, yeah. the, the definition of purity and righteousness is not just staying, you know, holy and separated, mm -hmm. but it should be selfless and going out and, yes. and going out to the south and having a network of people and bringing people out of, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm mixing a lot of analogies here, <laughs> but but having that system to combat the system mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, no, I, I love it. I love, I love what you're saying. I think we have to remember that this is an angel that is giving this message, an angel is a messenger. Mm. This is the last message that God gives to the world, the message of coming out of Babylon, come out of her, he says, my people. And I think the beautiful thing about the Word of God as we've looked at it over and over and over again is the Word of God will always accomplish what it says it will accomplish. Mm. That final warning is a warning that will be successful. God's people will come out and we can trust Him in that. I think that's important for us to realize. Mm -hmm. We can trust Him that He will give the final warning, use us as instruments and others, and that His Word will not return unto Him void. His people will come out. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. Here you take the first angel's message and you put it into a pot and you boil it, and I, I used this illustration before, but I love it, and when you distill it and pop, pops a crystal, and it's, it's the worship, getting back, in, back to worshiping the, the true God. You take the second angel's message and you put it into the same pot, you boil it and you distill it, and what pops out is truth. There is truth despite all the confusion and the fornication and, and uh, deception going on, God's truth will prevail. And that's, that's what emerges 
problem, the second truth. And hopefully that's a realization that you, all of you have. That's the, that's a realization that we're continuing to, to, to realize and hope to continue to promote. But we want to continue our study in the three angels' messages as we go into the third angels' message. And maybe wondering, what is that third crystal? You want to stay with us as we continue our episodes on the three cosmic messages. We'll see you next week. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.